Live Unbreakable started as a single athlete with a purpose to live unbreakable in physical, mental, and emotional ways. And it's really just continued to grow to more athletes, more people, more coaches even. And it's just touching more people's lives in a lot of ways. And I'm so excited to finally be able to share the backstory of what it means to live unbreakable, where the brand comes from, why the rhino is so important to the brand. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. We kind of went into this first episode, quite honestly, with no production notes. So it got a little chaotic. We got on a wild ride. Uh, but the information that you're going to get out of it and really, you know, you'll hear me say it at the end, the passion that Coach Sean is able to show you all from a standpoint, not just from building a brand, but the passion she has for anybody she comes in contact with, I think is unmatched. And I think you're really going to hear this in, in this episode. And that's why I, I think it's one of uh, this. This is probably going to be the best episode of a podcast you've ever heard. We kind of know that already. But episode one kicked off great. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Crash Course. This is your weekly podcast brought to you by the Live Unbreakable brand. I'm your host, Live Unbreakable founder and head fitness and nutrition coach, Sean Provost. Alongside me, I have my co-host, strength and conditioning coach, Dan Murray. We're here every single week to give you a crash course in something about health and wellness, diving deep into the science behind diet and exercise. In each episode, we look to provide you with the essentials on important topics and give you the best advice in training, mindset shifts, and overall healthier, sustainable living. So you can make the best decisions for yourself and your lifestyle. No fluff, just facts. Hey everybody, welcome to the very first episode of Crash Course, the Live Unbreakable podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Provost. I'm the founder and head nutrition and fitness coach here at Live Unbreakable. I'm joined by my co-host, Dan Murray, strength and conditioning coach and all-around awesome dude. Um, today is going to be a great episode. That's on my resume. <laughs> today uh, is going to be an awesome episode because we're talking all things Live Unbreakable, how it started, where it's going, why we're so passionate about this brand, and really what it is and, and why Live Unbreakable is such a phenomenon in the fitness world right now. Yeah, and uh, if you've joined us for our, our Monday minutes, right? You know, usually Coach Sean is the one leading the charge, um, but because it's our first episode on the podcast, and because we didn't get to ask her too many questions personally, I get the keys to this episode, and I get to ask her all these questions. Um, you know, really, what we're looking at is trying to get some some more information to you on what Live Unbreakable is. I think without further ado, you tell me if you're ready, Coach Sean, but I think we should just get into it here. I am so ready. Let's go. All right. So first question is pretty simple, right? It's the name of the episode. Um, it's it's what we're, we're calling it. What is Live Unbreakable? So please, Coach Sean, you founded this. You started it from its inception. Tell us, what is Live Unbreakable? Live Unbreakable is a lifestyle. It is a way of living. You get to learn how to treat your body as your best friend instead of your enemy. You learn the way that your body talks to you and how you can use that to your advantage to become the most energized, awesome, anxiety-free person that you probably never thought was possible. <laughs> That's the short and sweet of it, honestly. Yeah. And, and one thing that you mention a lot of is lifestyle. And you look at some of even Instagram influencers when it comes to fitness, they hold a lot of anxiety. They, I, you're putting yourself out there on a 24 seven basis. You're literally letting people into your life and probably sharing intimate moments that you might not share with anybody just off the rip. So one of the main things that you speak of uh, is just an overall better mental state and, and living the lifestyle. So how does one begin to get into the live unbreakable lifestyle? What would, what would some advice be from you to just kind of dive in and begin to try and live this lifestyle? We all live under live unbreakable. I think your point of anxiety being so prevalent in today's influencers is so 
so mistaken, I guess, when you're looking at the world, right? So everyone sees these influencers. They think they're awesome. They're all about fitness or they're all about nutrition and what's right and what's wrong. And every single one of them has their own idea. And it's this fits everybody and this works for everybody. And if, gosh forbid, you try it out and it doesn't work, then all of a sudden you're the failure. It's not on them. It's on you, which is so backwards in the way that we think at Love Unbreakable. It's not about fitting you into a mold. It's finding what your mold is and then how we adapt that to be who you want to be, what you want to be, how you want to be there and why you want to go. So it really does start with why. Why are you trying to change? What are you trying to change? And how can we be a part of that to better your experience? Everybody has this kind of like nine to five grind. And I think boundaries have been really hard to enforce, especially during COVID. If you're working from home, even if you're not, everyone expects you to be available at the drop of a hat. And that's very anxiety inducing. And that's something that's new for all of us. So the very first thing to living unbreakable is just understanding your why, what drives you, why are you passionate? Why are you interested in what you are? Well, good. Hold on to that question there. What is your why? We're not going to ask you that right now, but just prepare yourself because that's coming back around. Uh, (laughs) We're going to come back to that. We're really going to get into that, but I think this will touch on it a little bit more. So Coach Sean, tell, tell the world here, what does it mean to you to live unbreakable? Living unbreakable is finding your limits and being willing to push past them, not for one goal or two goals or for an event or something like that, but just because your body is capable of amazing things and your body is capable of healing and recovering and really pushing beyond what you maybe thought you could have, whether that's athletics, whether that's nutrition, whether that's mental, whatever. No one deserves to live a life of anxiety that's always on the go, that can't slow down, that can't heal itself. No one deserves that life. So living unbreakable to me is the ability to see that your life can be different and wanting to continuously make changes to make that happen. I think that's an awesome point. And it's part of what kind of drove me to the brand as well. And I'll have my time to share my experiences for sure. But just to kind of give everyone out there a little taste, you know, for, for a while there when I was working out, uh, I knew what I was doing in the gym. It was just a matter of feeling safe within the weights, right? I wanted to do weights that I could control, weights that I could really, you know, understand that my body for two reasons. One, I didn't want to get hurt, but two, I didn't want to be the guy that looks like an idiot trying to push up way too much weight and then has to call you know, for people around to, to spot you. Um, Help! <laughs> yeah, right. You don't want to be that guy under the bench. Like, ah, get, a, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Um, <laughs> <and> so, <laughs> but I also wouldn't necessarily work out with too many people. You know, schedules didn't work out or, you know, the people that I was hanging out with most of the time just weren't as into the gym as I was. And so I would stay very comfortable within the weights and make the excuse of, well, I don't have a spot, so I can't really go that extra 25 pounds. You know, I could get 225 pounds on a squat, but you know, no one's around to, to spot me and I don't want to go ask, you know, a random person to go squat me. So <laughs> to, to go, to go spot me here. So, so I'm just going to leave it there. Right. And it hinders your ability because you're putting mental blocks on your mind. hundred percent. Yeah. It's not something I couldn't have done. It's just, I kept telling myself I couldn't do without a spot. That and part I, right there where your internal yeah. dialogue is that you can't do it yeah. until, or you can't do it because right. of so, important. or I'll do it when I'll right. do it when, right. right. Now's not the time, but I could later or when right. this happens, right, right. I will. It, it, it's always, it's always the, the ability and the inability they go hand in hand, right? It's the ability to tell yourself you have the inability to do it. And I think that's what fascinates me a lot of times when working in fitness to see that we always put mental blocks. Now, uh, one of the things I think about a lot is if you've ever seen the picture of the horse that has, it's, it's tied down, but it's tied down to like a lawn chair, a plastic lawn chair, right? So if you think about that, that's not going to keep a horse in place, but the horse just standing there, it has its blinders on, and it's just looking at this little plastic uh, chair, right? It's basically just saying that most of what holds us back is mental, right? So 
we're, we're trained and we're conditioned to kind of tell ourselves that we can't do something uh, when in reality, we probably can if we just, well, put our minds to it to a certain degree. Uh, so I really, I really love that kind of breaking out of your comfort zone and not letting your mind tell you that you can't do something. And not letting other people tell you either, right? There's so many, there's so much stigma around fitness and nutrition and what's right and what's wrong and everyone has their own opinion. And it's just, it's so overwhelming to think about if you change something and your friends don't also change it, they will absolutely call you out on it and be like, well, what, why are you doing this now? Or what are you doing this for? And that's not, you have to be prepared with an answer, even if that answer is, I'm just trying it out. And you have to be confident in that answer because otherwise your internal dialogue starts to be this rewind motion of, wait, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for a reason? Am, am I sure that I want to do this? It's easier if you have a coach and you can blame it on him and be like, oh, well, Sean told me to do this. <laughs> but if you're right, just making right. it up on your own and you just decide you want to change how you're working out, that can be terrifying. But it's, it's mm. less terrifying when you think about why you started. You wanted to change. So you changed things and you made it happen. Right. And, and you have to be able to experiment with things from time to yeah. time, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest things that we want our audience to really take away from these podcasts is the, the ability to not necessarily take what we say and just go do it and apply it every single day. We don't want you to be robots. You know, if we wanted that, we would just spend our time making robots, quite honestly. And there um, are definitely better people in this world suited to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say I, that's not my area of expertise. So it'd probably be a really bad robot. <laughs> uh, with that being said, what we're trying to do to our audience here is, again, really take a way for you to, to carve your own path, right? Uh, right. This is not to that everything we say and do is is the only way to do it because we, we both do it two completely different ways when we really break it down. You know, even from dieting, you know, dieting has become a, a huge thing nowadays. Um and really, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's something that we'll we'll continue to elaborate over time. Um, but we talk about starting, right? That's one thing that I think we've been talking about a lot here is the just a kind of start, right? The inability or the ability to start, or the inability to want to start, or the ability to let our minds flex, the inability to start. All these different things that go into it. So, from a fitness professional standpoint. Where was the turning point where you said, okay, it's kind of time to stop working for somebody else when it comes to training and really just get into a point where this is my own? Like, where did the Live Unbreakable brand come from? And what was the point where you said, let's start this? This is my favorite question, honestly, because this is my why. <laughs> so awesome. um, I was a racer. I've, I've always been competitive and my friends started reaching out to me for training or recovery advice or nutrition advice or whatever. And of course, I'm just answering what I'm doing and, and obviously it's working for me. So it must work for other people, right? Wrong. And I started realizing that. So then I would put in more effort and be like, okay, well, that didn't work for you. You crashed or, you know, that didn't work for you. That race didn't go well and start to adapt programs for them. And they were like, wow, this is really great. Thank you so much. I feel so much better. I feel, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, then I'll work for a gym and I will do this for someone else. And what I realized is that gyms are also, if you don't know what you're doing or you're new to working out or you're new to nutrition, which so many people are, right? There's so much information and it's overwhelming to soak in everybody's advice and everybody's thoughts and, and opinions. And gyms, especially when you walk in, there's all these trainers that specialize in, you know, X, Y, and Z, and they're there to help you and they'll hover over you while you work out. But at the end of the day, they're all pushing the same agenda. You go in, you make them money, and then you leave. And they have no vested interest in who you are as a person or if you're accomplishing goals, as long as you continue paying them. So Live Unbreakable really started from seeing this almost rat race of gym people coming in and saying, hey, this is the way that we do this and you're going to love it because you're here already. So just keep paying us and you'll continue loving it. Where what I wanted to do was so much more specialized and it's not, hey, you need to start a new lifestyle. You need to start a new diet. You need to start new workouts. It's taking it apart and saying, okay, what's your why? What do you want to do? Is it just one goal? Is it that you want to be able to maintain that goal after? 
and then taking it into smaller steps. The reason why so many New Year's resolutions fail is because it's a huge change. It's saying all of a sudden on this one day, I'm going to completely change something. No sugar, no alcohol, work out five times a week, things that are absolutely 100% within your ability to do, but it changes so much of who you are at one time that unless you are that person that just like jumps in and nails it, it's way too overwhelming and then you just already feel like you failed. And I never want someone to have that feeling. I, I hated when people had that feeling. And at Live Unbreakable, I haven't had one client have that feeling. And, and that to me is always worth it. Yeah, that's awesome. And we talked a little bit before. This is the biggest struggle that I've seen gyms. And that's really, really, really where I started my fitness career, as most of us have, right? But for me, it was a little bit on the different a spectrum. You know, I started off doing some personal training sales and the goal was just to get people signed up. You know, there was a level of needing to manage trainers and getting them hooked up with certain trainers and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, we were just looking to hit numbers. And yeah. then there was a focus on retaining those clients. And there was to the trainer's ability, uh, the ability to track people's progress. But at the end of the day, you're then relying on somebody else in in two different forms. You're relying on somebody else because as a client, right, you're relying on the trainer to guide you in the right way. But you have to understand too, that as a trainer, they're relying on you to go home and do the things outside of that 30 minute hour long session that will continue help you to your goals. Yeah. And we've talked about this too, but one of the biggest things at Live Unbreakable for me, my trainers, and especially my clients, people shouldn't be with you for longer than six months. In six months, you should have answered every question that they had about the training that they're looking to do, the goals that they're looking to accomplish. And while they might not accomplish those goals in six months, they should be more than capable of continuing their training without you. The only reason that they stay on board for as long as they have, and I've had clients for eight, six years, is they want the motivation. They love staying with us. They love the continued education that they're getting. And not that they couldn't find that elsewhere for sure, but they're not going to find the comprehensive education that we provide, which is, you know, that there are so many trainers out there, and but there's only so many that can really tailor what they're doing to every individual, right? And Instagram is full of people with workouts. Like, please go look at Instagram and, and get a workout done, right? And they're motivational and they're great, but that's one workout that they're doing for hundreds of thousands of people. We're doing workouts that are good for you. And then Mm. they're good for, you know, Tommy and they're good for Sarah, but they're good for that one person to achieve that one goal. Yeah, I think that's a great point as well. And, And here's one, I'll just piggyback with another question on it for you, because do you really feel watching an Instagram video is the best way to go out and do a workout? And and here's no. I say exactly. Okay. So we can answer that question, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna give you an opportunity to elaborate on that a little bit. But I'll tell you from my experience, right? Just as a guy who loves to get into the gym and, and lifting. Now I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect, and I think that's one thing we want to continue to ring. You know, we're not sitting here saying we know all the answers to everything and and we're the only option out there for you. But I see people who had the ambition to at least get on Instagram, right? And you got to respect them. They're going to throw it up on Instagram. But I've watched some of these lifters that are out there hitting PRs and you just kind of look at them and you're like, wow, how does that guy have a back still, you know? Yeah. Um, so, So for someone who does maybe that at this point, right? They're looking on Instagram. They're watching people do certain movements. They're hoping that it's the right way, but... Just a note to everybody, you can't trust everything you see out there, okay? So you got to make sure that you consult with a professional. I would say that. It's not to say that these people are misleading you in any way, shape, or form. I, I have seen a lot of workouts, and I think they're awesome. But there are still minor things that they might not be doing right to a certain degree that can still put yourself in danger. And that's the only reason I'm asking this question in this way. So to somebody who is doing that, to somebody or who is kind of just out there thinking, I'm going to start but I want to start following this person and doing all their workouts. What's, what's a piece of advice you'd give to them uh, by just kind of somebody who's going to go in, look at a screen and try and recreate a movement. 
do your research first. There's, like you said, there's literally thousands of influencers on any platform now, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and everyone has the latest, greatest workout and they all look really cool and badass. But do your research because that person might have been working out for five seconds, have no certifications and just doing something because it's cool and telling you to do it. That's not going to be a great workout for you because what if you don't do it the same way or what if your body doesn't bend that way or you're not strong enough to do something you don't know the modification for that workout right or you have the opposite where this person is super certified and has researched and they understand different kinds of conditioning for your body different styles of workouts those are the people that you want to follow and most of the time they don't have like hundreds of thousands of followers because they have a niche they they know what they're doing and they want to do it for that one group of people that's following them and those are the people that you they're like the diamonds in the rough that you want to look out and say wow this person really knows what they're doing this is a great workout it looks like they have a bunch of these on their platforms their website looks put together i can find articles about them and it's not a ghost of social media it's someone it's a real person and a real trainer that has a real history and experience and then if you do these workouts Let's say you love them, but like you tweaked your hip or something. Go to a professional, whether that is a trainer, whether that's a trainer at a gym or, you know, a a physical therapist and just ask them if you're doing the move correctly. Most of those visits are covered by insurance in some way, shape or form. So if you go into a physical therapy office and say, hey, I'm having this back pain, can you please help me and also make sure that my form is good? Most of them are going to help you and say, yeah, absolutely. Here's what you're doing wrong. The danger of working out at home, especially to videos, is that there's no one watching you in your form. So you could be like, wow, my back is really straight. But what are you comparing that to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's an awesome point. I think that's why, to a certain degree, everybody's going to want to go into a gym and, and find a trainer, right? That's why right. it became so popular. It's, it's not necessarily just because they can give you a lot of different workouts, right? And I, I tell people a lot of times, like the, the average person that wants to come in and work out, right? They, I just turn to them and say, I'm just more creative than you are, right? You might know a certain amount of workouts, but I am just more creative. I have to be creative. We have to be creative, right? We have to right. take somebody's physical ability and actually tweak a workout to make sure that they're not overloading themselves in any way, shape or form, because that mm -hmm. play into it. So in reality, we're just a little bit more creative, but I think you really hammered home a great point for for why you know it's always a good idea to start with a trainer at least right. somebody that can connect with you that knows the ins and outs of working out because as we say all the time form is is key if you're not doing good form if you're not practicing nearly perfect form on a workout it puts yourself at danger and so that's why trainers are always there but understand too this is a conversation i was actually just having with my my girlfriend, Danielle, as we were walking our dogs just before, not everybody on the internet is a certified trainer. You don't need. No, they're not. <laughs> Instagram is not going to vet you to say, hey, what are your certifications? Who are you educated by? What kind of certs do you have? They're not going to do that. And so I think to a certain degree, not even to a certain degree, I think just in general, that's why Live Unbreakable to us is so prominent. I agree. And there's there's experts for a reason, right? I'm I'm an expert in my field. You're an expert in your field. Am I comfortable teaching a kettlebell class? Sure. Am I going to teach someone who's only interested in kettlebell? No, I'm going to send them to you. And that's what makes our connection so important. And the basis of the Monday Minute back in the day was to just connect people, right? Because we are not experts at everything, but we do know experts in everything. We do know other people that are great at what they do for a reason. So I think that's that's the mark of really great trainer and a really great network. Yeah, and wouldn't you feel though, right, for someone who has done as much fitness, oh, by the way, just a note, that's why if anybody puts in any form of running in there, like if they fill out a form online for Live Unbreakable and there's running in there, uh, it's immediately flagged to Coach Sean because uh, not me, sorry, I can't help you go win a marathon. I just can't. I don't done <laughs> before. With cross training, you could, but you can't put right. together a running program. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. I mean, I could, that's how I hired you. <laughs> right, but but here's I get, and this leads me to my next question, right, about that. But don't you feel though, as someone who has been educated in a 
kind of overall certified personal training aspect, right? That's what the personal training uh, certification should be. And she's got a lot more certifications than that. I can't list them all. We don't have the time for that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but um, don't you feel as a professional, as an expert in the fitness world, that going through a program like that from someone who knows a lot more allows you to then better assist someone down the road that comes up and says, hey, I want to go I want to go do a complete Ironman where I have to swim, bike, and run. Yeah, absolutely. And I have experience in it and exactly what you said. Like there's because I have experience in it, I'm comfortable and confident in being able to help someone through that goal. Again, I'm gonna reach out to the experts I know and say, hey, I got this client, I'm really excited. You know, they fit the live unbreakable mold. And maybe they don't fit this other mold, right? Like I don't want to keep a client from other people. I want a client to come because they're interested in the live unbreakable lifestyle. They're interested in eating better, working out better, being mentally strong, and living a maintainable lifestyle. If you're not doing that, that's fine. If you have a race that you're training for, yeah, of course I'm going to train you for it. And I will help you to the best of our abilities. I'm going to tap you and say, hey, what's some good cross training for a day that they're supposed to do eight miles of running? And you know that inherently because of your experience and your certifications. So working together really provides the best plan for our clients, long-term, short-term, and everything in between. Yeah. And uh, the reason I continue to bring that up is that formal education, right? And you can't always believe what you see and always believe what you read. And I think that's a point we made, you know, earlier with our, our Instagram friends. Uh, if you don't see a CPT or an SCS or, you know, NASM or ISSA or something that indicates that they've been traditionally educated, and I think that's where the Live Unbreakable brand uh, and, you know, from what you've been saying as well, really kind of all ties together. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly where it came from, right? I was an athlete. I was training everybody the way I trained myself. That wasn't working. So I actively sought out certifications. I actively sought out my own education so I can share that with other people. Now it's just, it's exactly that. I'm sharing it. And you and I share information back and forth all the time. I used to love cleanses. They were my jam. And I would go on at least two or three a year just to feel better and get back on this, you know, this healthier diet or this healthier lifestyle. And now I'm 100% behind you to do it. I think your reasoning is sound. I'm not, that doesn't mean that I have to do it. That doesn't mean I'm in a point in my training where I'm going to do that, right? I jumped into a full Ironman three years ago as my first triathlon ever. Great idea. <clears throat> not necessarily, <laughs> but I survived, right? And that's unbreakable. My mental tenacity was unbroken. My nutrition, very broken. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is all about that. To do a cleanse like that, you have to be very tenacious mentally. You have to be in it for the right reasons. Your why is so strong. And like Dan said, we're definitely going to jump into that in later episodes too. But there are there is no right and wrong. There is just what's best or not best for your body. Am I going to encourage you to do the workouts I'm doing right now in this cleanse? No. Does that mean you're not going to be doing other workouts? No. That means that you're going to do what's best for your body. And I think that's where the education and the extra certifications come in. Yeah. And let me just, just clarify, quite honestly, I am eating more now than I was before I started this purification program, which is one of the abilities. And again, something we'll discuss down the line, but one of the reasons why I love it so much. Let's talk a little bit about some of the kind of very simple miscues because I don't want to call them mistakes because mistakes makes it sound like it's a real big thing, right? You can make mistakes in life. I hope everybody understands that. But miscues, where are some of the main miscues you see from somebody first starting out uh, from just an overall nutritional intake of food, you know, standpoint? The number one thing I see most clients and unfortunately friends come in with questions around is they're not getting the results that they want or they're lacking energy because their caloric intake is so low. So, I mean, you said it, for your cleanse even, you're eating as much as you want to, as much as your body is telling you to, it's just from a specific list. It's just a restricted list for a restricted amount of time. But when people in their everyday lives are just restricting their caloric intake 
because they think that's the way to lose weight or the way to treat their body, they're really inhibiting their ability to create energy and to relieve stress because their body is under so much stress trying to get all of the energy it can out of like a thousand calories. There's only so much energy you can get out of that. And your body is trying so hard. But what happens is without the energy from food, your body tries to take it from other areas of your body and shuts down other processes. So yeah, of course, you're not going to the bathroom as much because you're not as hydrated, but you're also can't remember so-and-so's name from five minutes ago or so-and-so's phone number when they give it to you or you know what you had for breakfast even because those aren't necessary for survival. Being able to stand up, walk, and talk are the things that your body's focused on, having your heart work, being able to breathe. And those even become taxing because those take calories to run too. So when you restrict your calories so far, not only is your body shutting down other processes, and yeah, of course you can go and work out, but you don't feel good. And it, it does so much detriment to your body. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we did get on the topic because I, I have noticed that that's one of the biggest things that one, I mean, look, it, it hinders anybody from achieving success uh, in a fitness standpoint. It's, uh, you know, I'd say 85% of the battle, quite honestly, and, and it's probably more, let's be real. But it's one of the biggest things that I see people change when they first start their program, right? So they might eat about four or five times a day already. So they may be intaking a whole lot. And then they go down to, well, I'm only taking in three meals a day now. So, okay, well, you know, then we got to break down what it is you're eating because those, those four to five times a day is actually the goal that you should have, but it's, what are you intaking in those four to five times a day? Not necessarily stop intaking that amount of food. It's what are you intaking? Those adjustments as opposed to just stopping all your intake as well. And I think it's kind of a traditionalist, like antiquated real belief that we have that one, look, you'll, you'll lose weight if you go, you know, run on a treadmill every day. Uh, you probably won't gain the same aesthetic on your body that you're looking for, but you'll certainly lose weight. And yeah, you, you, you could lose weight as well when you don't eat anything all day, but that's actually your body taking away your muscle and leaving what you don't want on there, which is the body fat that unfortunately, uh, you know, it creates a lot more issues than just your weight. And it could be deceiving if you're just looking at the scale. So that's really why I wanted you to elaborate on that. Cause that's a huge thing that I saw is, you know, I'm going to go down to, you know, two meals a day. No, 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 no. Let's not do that. Right. Or I only eat two meals a day right now. Okay. Well, that's, that's a great place to start. Intake at least, and I'm not saying go from two meals to five meals in a day. You're, you, you can't just go ahead and automatically just change something up. You might have to ease your way into it. Yeah, have a snack. Add in a snack, two meals and a snack, and then that snack can turn into a meal and then add in another snack. It's these little steps that, that make the change inevitably happen over time. This is what I tell all of my clients, right? They're going to come to me. They have X, Y, and Z problem. This is how they've tried to solve it, and it's not working. And they're they're 100% honest and matter of fact with me on that, right? And then I will give them a solution to the problem. First step is this, inevitably turns into this, or this is where we're going. These are the steps we're taking. I say, oh, I can't do that. Okay, why not? Well, I, I'm not used to doing that. Yeah, you're right. You're not. And the next step is to do this, and I'm giving it to you. This is how we solve this problem. This is how we start to fix mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. And then they say, you know, it's just, it's so much of a change. I can't do it. But in reality, the reason you came to us, the reason that you sought coaching was because what you're doing right now is not working. You cannot go on the diet cycle and just live on that hamster wheel. It's, it's never going to get you where you want to go. You can't, if, if you have to get off and get back on a diet, it's the wrong diet for you, <laughs> right? Using diet as a whole term of what you're intaking. So you just, it, it really is a conversation being very vulnerable with clients and saying, you know what? You have tried so hard and put in all of your effort to do what you've done and none of it has worked for you. That has landed you here. I'm asking for your trust for 6, 12, 24 weeks, and I will get you where you're going. You have to trust me as an expert. 
I'm outside. I'm not listening to your negative self-dialogue. I'm listening to facts and I know how to get you where you're going. Yeah, I really like that because it kind of ties to to something in the beginning we talked about, which is the overall anxieties of life and something that Live Unbreakable as a brand, we kind of want to focus on as well because we get it. You know, life is stressful. There's a lot going on inside and outside of your bodies and in of your minds. So you kind of always have to process that and you always have to take life as it comes. And sometimes the way life comes is really, really, really bad, right? Just straight up. So what are, what are some things um, from, a, from an anxiety standpoint, from a stress level standpoint, um, what are some things through nutrition that maybe we can all begin to kind of change maybe overall to kind of help deal with those and, and ultimately come out maybe in a better mood or process those situations just a little bit better where we're not feeling like we want to go, you know, we just want to crawl in a hole on our beds and just stay there for days. So I would say the first thing is always hydration. And I say this all the time on my social media, hydration matters so much. And as you grab a drink of water, yes, um, <laughs> hydration is really... consciously made me realize that I also need a drink. <laughs> Got it. Like, it's like yeah. you're, you're a mind wizard or something. <laughs> Um, but hydration really is like where it's a building block, right? If you're not hydrated, chances are you're not going to feel hungry because you don't have anything in balance in your body. Hydration is the number one thing that you absolutely can change literally right now. And it will make you feel better. You will start functioning better. Your anxiety levels will go down at least a little bit. There's also grounding exercises, especially around food, if that's what co- what causes anxiety in social situations or alone, where we take that step back and recognize the negative self-talk that we have around food or the anxiety that we have around food. We place so much of this process of anxiety on what I'm eating and that the food that you put in your body makes you more or less valuable. If I get the pizza, it's less valuable than the salad. I should be putting the salad in my body where no, it's totally fine to eat the pizza. But if the only thing you're eating is pizza, that's where we start to run into more issues because your body has cravings. It needs nutrients to function. And if you're always eating pizza and wings, right? Yes, you're probably getting some of the things that you need, but you're not getting all of them. And so your heightened anxiety starts to rise. So if we can take that step back and ground ourselves and say, hey, I am actually really hungry right now. I would love X, Y, and Z. Awesome. Give that to yourself. But recognize there's no value in the food that you're putting in your body that translates to the value in you. It translates to calories, which translates to energy. Do you want an excess or a deficit energy? Do you want more than or less than? Do you want to maintain? Do you want to stay even? So that's where the value comes in. It's not you as a person. It's your amount of energy. And if you want to put so much energy into thinking about what you're eating, then that thought should go into how many calories are in it that translate to energy for me directly. Yeah, I love that. And I love the point that, you know, is really being made that it's not about limiting yourself. And we talked a lot about limits, right? No one's telling you to, to not ever eat a McDonald's Big Mac ever again, right? Those words will never come out of our mouths, but we will tell you not to make it every single day. You don't need one Mm -hmm. every day, right? You know, you, you stick with a good, you have a good diet. We just know that in general, right? Let's speak a little bit about how going so hard and then maybe falling off the track a little bit can also play into that level of anxiety. And, and, and how does one kind of recorrect themselves afterwards and really just get us back on track? So here's the thing. Let's say you ate clean Monday to Friday. Friday night, you went out with friends. Saturday morning, you went to brunch. Saturday wasn't the best food day. You know, you had a celebration or whatever. You go to brunch again on Sunday, blah, blah, right? And like, sure, maybe you ate a couple strawberries or you drank a mimosa, you know, with orange juice or whatever. So there's like some healthy choices, right? But overall, you feel like, you know, the wagon was just carrying on without you and you were like waving for help and it just didn't even turn around. Here's the thing. If you restrict your intake over the days following that that weekend – 
then you're doing yourself a disservice because you already restricted nutrients. So you ate a lot and you might feel like, oh, I should just restrict myself because otherwise I'm just going to stay off the wagon and then what, right? But in reality, eating that way, eating at brunch, drinking alcohol, um, you know, not really focusing on the, the nutrients that you're intaking, your body is already operating at, let's say, 30%. Then you're going to restrict it and it's going to go down to 25, 20% instead of healing itself. It has nothing to heal with because you're not providing it with nutrients. So if you do have one of those days, weekends, weeks, whatever it is, you can stop yourself, ground yourself, and say, hey, I didn't make the best choices then. I can now. I I should not restrict myself. I should be intaking fresh fruits and vegetables. I really need some protein because I haven't provided that to myself. I should really, you know, my my next step is going to be to hydrate because my body is dehydrated. And instead of turning it into I should, it is my body needs this and I want to provide that because that's what my body needs. And so on those days that we're also not that great to our bodies and what we intake, how does hydration play into that aspect? And what are some things that we should really focus on in those times? So hydration, this is my favorite demonstration for why hydration is important. Let's say you are, it is 100 degrees outside, you're at a water park, and you're about to go down a slide. Okay. If you have no water on that slide, First of all, you're probably not going down it, right? That just hurts. Uh, two, if you do go down it, it's because you yourself are wet. And so you're sliding down because your bathing suit is wet or you're wet from going down a different slide, right? So if there's no water on the slide, you you don't go down unless you are wet, even if that's from like screaming on your way down, right? If there's a little trickle of water on the slide, you can kind of like stop and go, right? And you'll eventually get there, but it's not comfortable for anybody. And then you have the, the next time you go down it, it's like this flood of water and it's great. And you slip and slide and you enjoy yourself and it's amazing. And you have this awesome exit from the slide. You slash splash into the water and you have a phenomenal time. That's hydration. If you are trying to eat and you don't have proper hydration, then food just kind of sits in your system and your body has to really work hard to process and gather energy. Whereas when you're hydrated, the the food goes into your system, energy is, you know, almost immediately extracted in some way, shape or form, goes through your system, we collect the nutrients and you feel great because you're hydrated. And none of your processes have to focus on, hey, let's stop. We don't have enough energy. So we have to go and help, you know, Mr. Stomach or Mr. Intestine because we don't have the, the water that we need to process. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's a point we forget about a lot too. The one thing that I never understood with people when they think about water is if you think about like Mars exploration, right? A couple of years back, maybe decades now, I don't even remember how old I am, (laughs) going to Mars. And if you remember, one of the biggest things they were looking for on these planets as they're looking for life is some form of water. Yeah. So water essentially, from a scientific standpoint, is the ultimate sign of life yet we still don't intake enough. Right. And it is, honestly, if you start drinking water, one, you're going to get more nutrients from the food you're already eating. Two, you're going to not eat as much food because your body sometimes sends you hunger cues because it knows you will feed it, whereas you will absolutely 100% ignore the dehydration signs. I bet most people don't even know signs of dehydration until it gets to an extreme point. A sign of like feeling hungry is also a sign of dehydration. Most people just ignore that. Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking for a change, the one thing to take away is to hydrate with water, not coffee, not sodas, not any, no like bubbles in it, just water, tap water, filtered water, water, just drink more water. If you think you're hydrating with caffeine, uh, we have a little bit more to, to get to you. You should probably reach out to us again. I don't mean to sound. Please reach out. Yeah. (laughs) I don't mean to sound as judgmental as I just did, but honestly, we're here to help. So, how important is it? Because caffeine, we all love caffeine, right? Caffeine's a huge thing. How important is it to just equate water and caffeine, or just kind of stay on a balance in that throughout your day? 
It's a one-to-one almost. If you think about it that way, one cup of coffee, you need 12 ounces of water to offset that intake. So if you're drinking four sodas a day, you also need to be drinking that amount of ounces in water. Any liquid will quote-unquote hydrate you is such a fallacy. That's not true. Water even though it is a basis of most sodas, there's not enough to get through your system everything else that's in that soda. The sugars alone account for so much, right? Your body really can't do anything with that. So you're just taking out, again, all of this energy from your system without replacing it. So if you're thinking, you know, you want four to six cups of coffee, then you need four to six cups of water that are 12 ounces or more. And more, (laughs) always err on the side of caution, is always going to be better than not. All right, Coach Son. So we we talk about the brand, right? What is Live Unbreakable? But let's take that one step further from an aesthetic standpoint. What, What brought you to put the Rhino as the logo of Live Unbreakable? The rhino is so important. So you're repping the rhino because it's awesome. And we rep the rhino. The rhino is on all our gear. It's on our website. But why the rhino? Um, and what what is a crash anyways, right? So a rhino is a, is a symbol of power and stamina, strength and resilience. And when I was trying to create a logo, there was no better animal that was so ferocious, but also so approachable. They are strong in endurance. They are strong sprinters. They just guide you and they just try to achieve the best that they can out in the wild. I was like, wow, no way. And then the more research I did on rhinos, I was like, no, that's actually what they do. That's just like a thing that rhinos are known for. And so it became like synonymous if ever I was talking about things with Live Unbreakable, that rhinos were the go-to animals, especially to be on our logo. And they travel around in crashes, which is phenomenal name. <laughs> so our groups of every our groups of athletes, our groups of clients are called it's they're in our crash because they're they are the rhinos in our family, in our group. So um that's that's the story behind the rhino. So Coach Sean, we, we kind of touched on a lot a lot in this episode. Uh we just kind of get rolling and you know it it really brought out a lot of some of the things i think we weren't able to get from those monday minutes and that was really coach sean who is she right why is she walking around and making us all wear rhinos all of a sudden right are people coming into the brand and i i seriously wear my rhino hat everywhere why are so many people coming into the brand and why are we actively trying to add more co- coaches as well in order to bring more information. And then we went on a, 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 just a nice rant to just show some of the, just the education you've had and, and what you've put in and the knowledge you've attained. So wrapping things up here, one of the things you always allow your people to do in the M- Monday minute, I'm going to allow you to do here. What are your final thoughts? What do you want people to take away from this episode since we really just kind of grilled you on all the information you know? Taking away from this podcast, I want to say thank you so much for appreciating the history of the brand and being so interested in where it came from and why it's important and the passion behind it. But for people who are looking to make an immediate change, Obviously, hydration is going to be my first one. And the second one is to really break down your goals into bite-sized pieces, pun intended. We want to, instead of making a huge lifestyle change all of a sudden by tomorrow, it didn't take us overnight to get where we are, wherever that is. It took us years or months or decades to get where we are. And now it's time to make that change. The decision to make a change is overnight. It's right now. It's this moment. It's not Monday. It's not the new year, whatever. Once you've decided to make the change, stick with it and be determined and be dedicated to the change so that you can continue to see your progress and understand that that's not overnight. It's going to take time, but with dedication, it's going to seem a lot shorter than it is. Well, if you didn't hear the passion coming out of that statement right there, uh, you, we'll probably just have to record this Zoom call and get it to everybody as well so they could really see the passion that you were just speaking about. 
And I think this podcast is going to be a really good thing to kind of begin to have you show the real passion that you do have behind this. I mean, you show us every single day in your Instagram posts that you're obviously dedicated to what you're building, what the brand is. But not always do we get a chance to just kind of peel back the curtain on you and let you show us from a raw standpoint, the emotion and the passion you have, not just for your brand, but for the crash itself, right? You know, being Mama Rhino, leading the crash, trying to navigate the world all together. And I think right there in that closing statement, it uh, really shows the passion and just the overall love you have for all of this, not just the, you know, being fit and, and letting people know you're fit, but legitimately showing other people how to do it. And that, yes, you probably think it's hard, but once you start, it's kind of tough to stop. And one note on that, if you do want to join our crash, we have plenty of gear with the Rhino on it. Uh, just click the link in our bio to our Instagram, go to our uh, Live Unbreakable page, then um, there's plenty more where that came from. Uh, but what do you think, Coach Sean? You think we kind of uh, we kind of kicked butt on episode one? I Hell think. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having the tenacity and for caring as much as you do about the brand, guys. We're definitely going to get into Dan's history of coaching and athletics and all things Dan as well. Um, stay tuned for that podcast. But um, as he mentioned, we have plenty of gear on our site, liveunbreakable.com. We also have blogs and all other sorts of stuff. So if you're new to the brand, we definitely want to bring you in. One way to do that is the website and then check us out at Live Unbreakable on any social platform. So thanks so much for joining us. I had a phenomenal time and I hope you guys did as well. Bye guys. Bye everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Crash Course by Live Unbreakable. And if we made you smile or stop to think about something in a new way, go ahead and screenshot, post, or share this episode so we can get your feedback and share more knowledge with the world. Now get out there, eat, train, live, and subscribe to our Crash Course podcast so you never miss a beat. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn to keep up with all things Live Unbreakable.